Welcome to Layer Cake. I'm your host, Dr. Angela Brummett, and this is your English Fluency Podcast. Layer Cake is sponsored by Parlay Vacay, English Immersion Weekends. Build your English fluency online and in person at beautiful and relaxing destinations. Relax. Layer up your English. You can listen to Layer Cake on your favorite podcast app or go to parlayvacay.com slash layercake, where you'll also find podcast notes, more about our guests, and learn all the new vocabulary and phrases in the content of our show. And with that out of the way, let's get started. Welcome back to Layer Cake. The Layer Cake podcast and blog are the official podcast and blog of Parlay Vacay, English Immersion Weekends and Online Language Coaching. That's right, I said language coaching. Here at Parlay Vacay, we have an amazing team of language coaches who not only teach you your target language, but guide you in becoming a more fully bilingual speaker using techniques not often used in a typical classroom. Today, Dr. Angela Brummett, or English Coach Angie, is going to introduce you to another language coach who has been part of the Parlay Vacay team. Then on our website at parlayvacay.com slash layercake, you will find a vocabulary lesson to go with this episode. But don't worry, at the end of this recording, we'll repeat that information for you. For now, just sit back, relax, and layer up your English. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. This is Coach Angie, and I'm here with Jackie Williams-Jones, one of our French-English coaches for Double Talkers. Double Talkers is a live, online, dual-language learning forum that is sponsored by Parley Vacay. Jackie will be generously sharing with us today so much from her life and over 40 years of teaching experience. Jackie, why don't we start out with you introducing yourself in French? Bonjour, je m'appelle Jackie Williams-Jones, je suis professeure français, j'adore la langue et l'histoire et la culture française. Alors, euh, alors, et je peux vous aider à parler anglais, si vous voulez. Jackie, tell us more about that travel bug. I traveled for the first time when I was nine months old on a plane to Tennessee, where my grandparents were living at the time. And... Because most of my family is in the South, either in Texas or my aunt and uncle in Mississippi, and then my other uncles in every place, we took road trips every year. And that travel has become ingrained. We went to, oh, I'm going to date myself now, New York for the World's Fair. We went to Montreal for the expo, stayed in an apartment instead of a hotel, had to take the metro and go to the little épicerie on the corner. You know, I was in love with that. And yeah, so after that, when travel, it's in my blood. Jackie, why are you a French coach? Because I love the language and I love to see the light bulb come on on people's faces when they get what I'm explaining to them. 
What first sparked your interest in the French language? I was exposed to French when I was seven or eight years old by an aunt in Atlanta, Georgia, where she and my uncle were living at the time with their three children. And I got to spend the summer with them and my cousins. They were holding a, an impromptu summer school for sons and daughters of their friends. So they came over to the house. I don't remember anything else we studied except that when my aunt started teaching us French with five things, two verbs, I was hooked. Jackie, would you mind describing your educational background and teaching experience? I'm a Stanford grad. I majored in French and then I went on to the School of Education and got a master's degree in education and a, and a credential at the same time. Um, our family is, is into education. My mother and my uncles are educators on some level. Um, my aunt on my dad's side, educator. So that's the family business, as my daughter says. Um, and I didn't want to teach, did not want to teach until I graduated from school uh, my senior year. And it was like, okay, what do we do now? And so I went into education. During the pandemic, I got to teach summer school online, five hours a day, five days a week for five weeks. It was an eye-opening experience and gave me a lot of ideas and thoughts for when I teach on my own. I usually teach one-on-one. -on -one one person at a time. I love Zoom because my commute to the office is only 30 seconds and I don't have to buy gas or anything like that. And I can have as many people as I want within like a three hour period. Jackie, you're one of the French English coaches for Double Talkers, Parlez VK's live dual language learning forums. What can you tell our listeners about your experience with Double Talkers? Double Talkers is simply fun. It's fun reacting with all those people, having people say, oh, I forgot that word and having somebody else provide the word and just that, that whole camaraderie and the fact that um, Deborah and Carl and Jillian and I, even though we have not met in real life, really get along together and you can feel that warmth between us. I think that helps with the students because I always say, where else are you going to make a mistake? Make a mistake here, you get it corrected, we go on. No shame, be wrong. That's what I always say. Jackie, what can our listeners learn? that they may not learn anywhere else if they attend a French-English Double Talkers event? Words that we may not think of. Words that, words for simple things like parking lot or car. Somebody might say bagnole and somebody else might say voiture. And then so somebody will go, well, what's a bagnole? And then we say, oh, that's the slang for car. 
nuance or nuance in English just means that, you know, that subtle word choice that you make. The most fun is when Carl starts speaking because he is Quebecois. You know, he's French Canadian. And sometimes the vocabulary that he uses is different than the standard French that I sometimes teach. And that way we can get into a whole conversation about the differences between Canadian French and French French. And with Deborah, the difference between British English and U.S. English. I mean, it's, it's a whole different world. And I think people who come to our classes get more than they think. Some of our listeners are currently taking French classes. What could they gain by utilizing a French coach? In a situation where the students in a class, I come along and help them figure things out. I've had several students who are taking online classes where there is no other person to deal with. So I never give the answer because that's cheating. <laughs> I'm really big on that. Mm -hmm. But how do we get to the answer? What do you need to know? What is the situation? I'm going to tell you what it, I'm going to tell you how to find it, but you get it yourself. And in the terms of tutoring students who are going to take the advanced placement exam for which they get college credit at most universities, I've had some good success. That brings me to the fact that when you teach a, a world language, because no more foreign languages, when you teach a world language, you're not only teaching the language, but you're teaching culture. I love history. So of course I know the basics of French history so that I can explain to students why some phrases are the way they are. Uh, my favorite is to talk about turning things on and off because when you turn on a light, you allume the light like you would strike a match and set fire to it because way back when, before electricity, that's how you lit things. You struck a match and you lit it. The opposite is éteindre to extinguish, because that's what you do with your light. You extinguish it, even though really all you do now is flip a switch. So I love that kind of connection between the old and the new, the historical and the what's now. Hopefully thinking that my example will stick in their minds better than just telling them, allumer et éteindre. A ton of years ago, I was at a conference in Paris it was great because Paris is my happy place. And we had a whole day conference. We started at eight. Great. Breakfast croissant out in a little foyer. We go in for our meetings. We have a post-cafe or coffee break at about 10. What is on the tables? Two bottles of wine that have been uncorked, and then they stuck the cork back in with a few wine glasses. And everybody's going, what's this? And I go, you know, we're in France, but none of us were quite brave enough to actually open the bottle and pour at 10 o'clock in the morning. But that's just one of the things that you have to think about. Um, are you on time for a meeting? Yes. Are you in time when somebody invites you over for dinner? Not really, but 15 minutes is good. 
What if you want to bring something? You can bring flowers, but not chrysanthemums in France because chrysanthemums are what you bring when someone dies. How do you approach French coaching for beginners, Jackie? For people who want to start with French, I meet them where they are. When I first stopped being in the classroom and started teaching people who didn't know French, I went in and go, okay, we're going to learn all these verbs. We're going to use this vocabulary. And to be honest, I lost a couple of people and I didn't know why until I just said, oh, forget it. We can't do that. So I come in and first of all, as a tutor, I want to know what's your goal. Some people want to be fluent. If you want to be fluent, you've got me for a little while because it took me years to be fluent. But, you know, what's your goal? Do you want to be fluent? Do you want to talk to your neighbor who's really cute? Do you want to go to France and be able to get around and, and have a good travel experience? What's, what do you want? How many times a week do you want this? The more you do it, the more it sticks in your brain. Jackie, as their French coach, how could you help our listeners who just want to travel in places where French is spoken? I can tell them how to get around. It's so much more than just knowing how to say un café s'il vous plaît or un café au lait or café crème. Um, it's, it's the culture. Like, for example, I was at a party at the beginning of the year with people who were going to France, which, of course, is like, yay, <laughs> let me tell you everything. But my big thing is I tell them to say hello, bonjour, and thank you, merci. Bonjour and merci open doors. And I said, you, tell, you say bonjour even in the elevator. You don't have to have a full conversation. Walk in, somebody there, bonjour, turn around, face the door. And just little tidbits like you only get butter with your bread in the morning. It's not available at lunch or dinner with your bread. And, oh, yeah, it's okay to put your bread on the table because there's no bread plate. Why should we Americans learn French? The French language is one-third of the English language that we speak every day in the U.S. Cul-de-sac, chauffeur, um, my favorite is Fond du Lac, Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. I said, is it, is it on a lake? Is the lake like, at the, you know, is it the bottom of the lake? And they go, well, yeah, it is at that end of the lake. I go, well, Fond du Lac. The whole Midwest the middle part of the United States was part of the Louisiana Purchase. But since it says Louisiana, everybody tends to think of it just being that little bit at the bottom. But Detroit, St. Louis, Fond du Lac, St. Helena. Boom. I had students, it was a family, a brother and a sister, who are Lebanese. Yes, they were Lebanese by culture and family, but they lived here. This particular branch of the family lived here in the States. So they were learning French so that they could talk to their cousins when they went overseas. And their grandma, their yaya, all four foot 11 of her, and I am five nine with no shoes on. And I tend to wear heels. 
but she grabbed me in the biggest hug at Mark's graduation to thank me for giving her grandson and granddaughter the tools to be able to speak to their family. That was cool. I loved her. <laughs> it allows you a bigger vocabulary and it allows you to touch base with more people around the world. And even though they start taking English at a young age, the, the number of fluent or understandable English speakers in France is lower than the other European countries. Um, it's getting better. I have been told my English is very good when I'm in France. And then I remember I you said that. You. That's, that's amazing. That's <laughs> awesome. Jackie, as a final thought, what do you want your students to experience or feel when they're learning French or English? What I want my students to feel is that they're having fun because you learn when you have fun. Thank you, Jackie. Did you hear? Any new words or phrases? For every episode of Layer Cake, there's a free vocabulary lesson online. Just click on Layer Cake at parlayvacay.com. That's parlay, spelled P-A-R-L-A-Y, vacay, V-A-C-A-Y, dot com. Relax. Layer up your English. Thanks for listening.